Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. It's episode number 454 for Tuesday, the 31st of May 2016. So nice to see you. My name is Robbie Ferguson. Please help me welcome. We've got Shelly De Silva Hi. and our very own Kelsey on the shelf. Hi. Hi, Kelsey Jensen. Hi. How are you? How are you there? I'm good. <laughs> You're destroying the illusion by putting your hand through her. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tonight we've got an exciting show for you. Uh, Shelly, what do we got? Well, tonight you are talking about, uh, or actually you're taking us through the Linux terminal with some awesome tools that'll help admin servers like that's, a boss. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I plan to get our mm-hmm. nerdism on tonight. We're going to learn some things in the Linux terminal. For example, have you ever been connected to a server over SSH and then suddenly your connection gets dropped? Well, I'm going to show you tonight how to recover from that kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. We're also going to look at a way, a better way to back up your Linux machine as we start our two-part ah, series. two-part series on LVMs. Mm-hmm. Definitely want to stick around for that. Kelsey Jensen over on the shelf. Hi. What do you got coming up? Well, I've got a lot of stuff coming up here. So here's what's coming up in the Category 5.TV newsroom. Microsoft's upgrade to Windows 10 is getting kind of pushy. A huge number of people in Canada have cut their home phone. In order to provide faster connections to online and cloud services across the world, Facebook and Microsoft have joined hands to lay an undersea cable system across the Atlantic Ocean. You won't believe how fast it is. Like, it's ridiculous. Peter Sunday says Europe must take action to stop the Facebook social network. Stick around. The full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show. This is Robbie. Hi. I'm Shelly. And I'm Kelsey. On the shelf. On the shelf. (laughs) You can pick up a Kelsey on the shelf in our store. Shop.category5.tv For a low monthly payment. <laughs> I realize a lot of people actually just went there and are looking for it, so I'm going to really have to work on like a bobblehead doll or something. <laughs> Not quite as interactive. But, uh, hey, uh, Kelsey is here tonight filling in for Jeff. Uh, Jeff yes. was on his way here. There was a rollover on the 400 uh, northbound and was not Jeff, thankfully. <laughs> but uh, he's going to be in that traffic for a little while. So thanks to Kelsey for uh, yeah. jumping in at the last second. Yeah, um, and, of course, our set is last minute shelf. Brilliant. Uh, speaking of our shop, we have a big seller there. This week is the uh, Raspberry Pi 3. Oh, neat. And uh, I guess ever since uh, Jeff and I showed the uh, the Retro Pi, how to mm-hmm. build a retro gaming system on episode number 442, uh, amazing response to that. And people are picking them up and emailing me and saying they oh, love neat. it. They absolutely love it. They're getting these retro games going. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got one set up at home, and uh, it's amazing. Like being able to play PlayStation games probably have the best graphics of all of the retro stuff. GameCube, um, N64. Uh, yeah, I've got uh, I've got some ROMs for N64, Super Nintendo. I don't have any GameCube ROMs, but that's only because I've never owned a GameCube. Right. However, I do have some GameCube games for my Wii, mm. so I could rip those. Yeah, that makes me think. 
Excellent. So I'm going <laughs> to add those to the RetroPie too. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, it's a little microcomputer that you can do any project with. It's a lot of fun. It's a great learning experience, mm-hmm. and it's cheap. And uh, if you if you're done with doing one project, you can wipe it out and start over with a new one. And so it's it's basically a, a cheap little microcomputer that you can play around with. Cool. Uh, Get yours at cat5.tv slash pi, that's P-I, and uh, when you're there, you'll be able to see the different models. There's the Pi 3, and uh, the Raspberry Pi 3 had a problem with the PlayStation 3 controllers. Jeff and Mm -hmm. I mentioned it a couple times. Bluetooth, when the Pi 3 came out, um, they really had to rock out the Bluetooth, Mm -hmm. and the drivers weren't ready, I guess, and the developers had to really push it out because they, they needed software to to release for the Pi, Raspbian, basically. Um, so it kind of failed. So yeah. on the yeah. Retro Pi, you're playing away with your PS3 wireless controller. It's an amazing thing to be able to do, but then it would just freeze, lock right up. So the good news is that that problem has now been fixed. They went back to the Bluetooth mm-hmm. stack, they cool. redid it, and now it works perfectly. So in order to fix your RetroPie or Raspberry Pi so that the Bluetooth now works perfectly, um, it's actually pretty easy. You would just, on your RetroPie, go into your terminal. Oh, Kelsey's still in. She's floating around everywhere we are. (laughs) It's amazing. We could actually, it will just stick you in the Linux terminal. There you go. (laughs) It's our Kelsey in a terminal. <laughs> so, in your in in your terminal on your Pi, uh, or if you want to SSH over to it, or however you access that terminal uh, on your Pi, I should mention you can simply push um, F four on your keyboard, uh, and it takes a keyboard. It's like a computer. So plug a keyboard into it, USB. Press F four. That's going to take you into the terminal up on your TV. And when you're there, now once you're into the terminal, all we're going to do is go sudo apt-get update is the very first thing that you want to type. What that does, and it's going to ask you for the password for Pi, which is Raspberry with a P. What that's going to do is it's going to go through your repositories and it's going to get all the latest packages and so on and so forth. Then the next step, once that's done, is another very simple command. Uh, And it just takes a moment here because we're downloading all those package lists through the internet. Next step on your Pi, sudo apt-get. Don't worry about those errors. That's just my computer. You're not going to see that on your Pi. sudo apt-get upgrade. And when you do that, that is now going to upgrade the Pi, uh, some of the packages that are available for it. So when that process is finished, there's one final thing to do. So you do need internet on your Pi for this. So just run a cable and reboot it kind of thing. The last one is same thing, but with mm-hmm. dist-upgrade. And what that one does, it's called a distribution upgrade, and it looks for any new kernels. And this is what you need, because those kernels have um, the new Bluetooth drivers and everything like that. So uh, sudo apt-get update updates the list so that you have the list of the mm-hmm. latest software. sudo apt-get upgrade is now going to upgrade any packages and programs that are on your Raspberry Pi to make sure that they're right. the latest version. And then sudo apt-get dist upgrade is going to do that final step. Reboot the Pi and guarantee you your PS3 controllers are going to work absolutely flawlessly. How do you like that? So imagine, so you're playing PlayStation games with a PS3 wireless controller. That's all you need. That's it. It's perfect. It's great. It's amazing. The performance is spectacular on the Pi 3. N64, I found if you increase the RAM allocated to the, uh, no, the CPU allocated to, no, yeah, it is the RAM. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's a little tricky getting the N64 to work just perfectly, but uh, you need to allocate a little bit more RAM to the GPU, to the graphics. Um, so I set mine at 328, I believe, and that boosted up the performance enough to, uh, to make that, uh, that N64 console work just fine. Yeah, you're there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to see if I'm still on the shelf. I can't see anything. So. Yeah, you're there. You're there. You can watch it back. You can watch yeah. it back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Such Thanks, effects here at the show. That is, that's pretty cool. Yeah. We're enjoying the retro pie. So. It's upgrade. Uh, if you didn't see it, 442 is where you can pick it up. All right. We've got some cool headphones here. These are called Kids Gear. And cool. uh, yeah, you can get these at cat5.tv slash headphones. Uh, we've reviewed some really cool headphones on the show, including the, uh, the Rebel BTs from uh, House of Marley. Now, these from Kids Gear, these are, these are interesting and different because they're specifically built, as you can guess, for kids. Right. So what does that mean? Well, they're smaller, they're more comfortable for children, and uh, they're, they're a little more durable. But also, a lot of these units come with what's called the, uh, the kids control cable. And mm. that cable will actually limit the volume level so that if your kids tend to turn up the volume too high, it will make sure that it turns it down a little bit automatically. So it, it buffers at about That's minus neat. 20 decibels kind of idea. <laughs> so it's a pretty, well, it, it turns it down. Yeah. So uh, they're full range headphones, 20 to 20,000 uh, hertz. And they sound great. They look great. Let's. Uh, should we get into one of these? Mm-hmm. So this is. Uh, Shelly, maybe it'll fit you. <laughs> <laughs> you want I'm excited. Yeah, this is probably going to be the perfect fit. We <laughs> can put it on Kelsey's head. Let's get a look at these ones uh, because this is pretty exciting. Because for the first time that I have seen, uh, Kids Gear is bringing out Bluetooth <laughs> headphones for children. Someone said, throw it on Kelsey Elf's head. (laughs) (laughs) They would look tinier on your head. That would look cute. (laughs) There we go. They come in multiple different colors at cat5.tv slash headphones. These are the Bluetooth models. So you'll see that they've got uh, full controls over here. Uh, Nice power switch. And they do feel pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Really solid, actually. They're they're good quality. Yep. So these headphones, uh, like the ones that we've reviewed in the past, they're completely wireless. They connect to your phone and a tablet or even your laptop computer yep. with a Bluetooth 4 uh, device. It has the ability to plug it in as a regular pair of headphones. So if your battery dies, for example, you can actually... Oh, Kelsey, get off the headphones! What? <laughs> I know, you're just sitting on them. There we go. Oh. Um, if your batteries die, mm-hmm. which they are rechargeable, so you plug them into USB, the cable's provided, it will recharge. Uh, you can plug in the audio cable and just use them as a standard pair of headphones, even without batteries. Okay? There we go. We've got a gaming headset what? that uh, plugs that's in here. So, so if cool. the kids want to play some games, plug it in, twist that's, it. That's wicked. There you go. Fully articulating. You want to try these on, see if they actually fit you? Might be a smidgen tight. You think? I'll give them a go. Okay. Not actually a kid, folks. But the fit is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> How do I look, guys? Looks great. Wow, it's even... I can hardly hear in the... Oh, are they comfy? And yeah. Good, good cushioning? The yep. cushions are pretty good. Uh, these, again, are kids' gear headphones. Perfect for mm-hmm. your kids. Um, if, uh, you know, if you're looking for they something to... They feel legit. To, 
yeah, if you're looking for something to get them, then mm-hmm. I think especially these days, a lot of kids carry around iPhones or other kinds of uh, Bluetooth-enabled devices, carry their music on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing like having the cable rip rip the headphones off your head. Ooh, yeah. Um, so they're pretty cool, and they sound great. So check them out, Kids Gear Headphones, cat5.tv slash headphones. And you'll also find the Rebel BTs there, which we have previously reviewed, I'd say. As an adult, those are my favorite headphones. As an adult. As, as an a full-grown man. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Fully developed. <laughs> there you go. All right. This is Category 5 Technology TV, and welcome to the show. How have you been? I've been good. Yeah? Anything How have you new? been? Kelsey? I've been good. Yeah. I'm good. I've been working, so I'm tired, but good. that's okay. Job's going well. You're yeah. off school for now, and yeah. you're just taking it easy? Yeah. Job's, working hard? Job's good. Yeah. Job's, Job's good. good. And you're back in Barrie. Yeah. Here we are in Barrie, Ontario, yeah. beautiful city. Great. And uh, summer's here, and we it's... can certainly feel the heat in yeah. the studio today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're wearing face. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Oh my Somehow god. Robbie's sweating. Yeah, I'm like, I am too. I'm glistening. What are you talking about? Are you talking Light about? mist. Yeah. You're kind of the star of the Category 5 TV network. You've been on New Every Day for, what, three, four weeks in a row? It's been fun. Uh, and then when you're not there, you're here. So last week you <laughs> were there. back and forth. Now you're back on Tech TV. Uh, we've got uh, several different shows that we produce mm-hmm. here at Category 5 TV Network. Uh, you can find out more uh, just by going to any of our websites. But an easy way to find us and the different shows that we have uh, is to go to our Patreon page. Mm-hmm. So you go to cat5.tv slash Patreon, and there's a list of the different shows, what they uh, intend to accomplish. There are some that are already in production on a weekly basis, some that, are, uh, that we're trying to bring out to the network, and some that are to come. One show that I'm very excited about, the season's here, uh, is The Drone Zone. Yeah. So we're going to be looking at cool. uh, flight school, basically. So if you're interested in flying a drone, a multi-rotor, uh, a quadcopter, or any of those kinds of devices, uh, you'll definitely want to check out The Drone Zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, you'll find it on uh, on YouTube if you do a quick search uh, or follow the, uh, the, the subscriptions on Category 5 TV on YouTube. Uh, and I'll post a link if you're uh, if you're watching this on YouTube. There's a link right there. Uh, but also, um, you can uh, you can get your drones through GearBest. We're going to find out more about them in a couple minutes' time. But uh, also uh, at cat5.tv/fly. But I'm excited about some of the drones that we're bringing in. We've got uh, several wicked. partners that are going to be sending in their drones. Cool. Pretty cool. Any of either of you fly? Uh, on a plane. Or know somebody that flies? On a plane. No. Do you pilot drones at all? No, not it's drones. It's a lot of fun. Not drones. Any desire to? Just As a never tried elf? it, never experienced it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It really is. So I'm looking forward to it. Hope you are too. Yay. Should we get right into it? Yes. All right. Kelsey, you let me know if you need to say anything because I'm going to take you off the shelf for a little okay, bit. Okay, that's okay. All right. Bye. This is Category 5 Technology TV, and tonight we're looking at a couple of different Linux uh, tips in the terminal that are going to help you with uh, server administration. Uh, First of all, we're going to be looking at a tool that's going to help you when you're working over SSH or when you need to access a remote computer over SSH. It's definitely a helpful tool. And then we're going to get into setting up our Ubuntu Mate uh, system as an LVM file system, and that is going to allow us to continue our series next week on how to do LVM snapshot backups, which is basically the ultimate way to do backups on Linux. Mm -hmm. I've mentioned it before, but we've never actually covered it 
it on the show, I don't think. We talked about hot copy a couple years back, but with the advancements in the kernel, hot copy is no longer uh, a viable option. And uh, mm-hmm. so it's, uh, it's time to move on and, and look at LVM. Same basic principle, being able to take snapshots, but uh, it's included uh, with all distributions and it's available for you regardless of, uh, of your kernel if you're running a modern operating system. So we're looking forward to doing that series. In the meantime, there's a cool tool called Screen. And Screen is basically going to allow you to create uh, emulation of TTY screens uh, within an SSH terminal session. If you're on Linux, you've probably uh, at some point hit Control-Alt-F1, Control-Alt-F2 to toggle between the different screens that your your Linux operating system gives you, and then Control-Alt-F7 is usually your your desktop environment to return. Uh, When you're remoted into a server or a computer, you don't necessarily have that option. You don't have the ability to switch around on the TTYs. But in addition, one of the worst things that can happen is you're doing an upgrade, say a dist upgrade, or you're doing some kind of a task that takes a lot of time and is potentially dangerous to lose your connection to, and suddenly your internet drops out for a couple of moments, your session freezes up, and then you're locked out of your system. The problem there is that then, okay, well, what do you do? You can't, you can reconnect by SSH, but you can't see the session as it was, so you've lost access to what it was that you were doing. You know that it's running in the background, but you don't know when it's completed. You don't know if it completed successfully, and it's a bit of a mess. So what we're going to learn tonight is this helpful little tool called Screen, and it's going to save us from all those kinds of woes. So in your Linux operating system, we are going to do a few things real quick here. sudo apt-get update, uh, because we're assuming that you've never installed Screen before. This is a Debian-based Uh, operating system. If you are on an RPM-based system, uh, you may use a tool called Yum, for example. Uh, Whatever your favorite package manager is, you'll be able to follow along with the same similar commands, uh, but uh, you'll need to adapt them for your distribution. sudo apt-get install screen, just like it sounds, and that's going to look in those uh, repositories for the package. And it's not even asking me if I want to. It may ask you if you are sure you want to continue. You can type Y for yes. Now, when I type the word screen, uh, it's just simply going to look like, okay, it's got a a page of uh, kind of copyright information. Then when I hit enter, I'm back at terminal. Okay. So then you start to think, okay, well, what on earth did I just do? It just looks like I'm still in my terminal. That's all there is to it, right? So I can go into my folders and look around and everything looks just normal. But watch what happens now when I hit Control-A and then D. Now it says I'm detached. So what does that mean? So where am I? I can look around and I can do whatever, but now watch what happens when I type Screen-R for reconnect or reattach. You'll see that I'm right back to where I typed LS. So if I was in the process of running these big long commands, If, let's say, um, you're running a backup, I think that's a really good scenario. You'd want to run screen first. So I'm going to run this, and then I'm going to hit Control-A-D, and you'll see that I'm detached. And so now I can go about my day, continue doing other things, and then when I'm ready, I can go screen-R to reattach, and you'll see I'm right back at that apt-get update. And there it goes. I can hit Control-A-D, and I'm back at my regular terminal. So why does that matter? Well, 
if I were to lose my connection now in this state, because I have that apt-get update going on in a screen session, uh, then I can now reconnect to that server, type screen-r, and I'm right back at that session exactly where it is at that point. So it's running basically in the background without any, any interface. So now I can reconnect to that system, type screen-r, and there we are. I'm still, you know, I'm back at that terminal session. Okay, so I'm going to exit so there are now no screen connect, uh, connections going, no screen um, sessions. So if I type screen, we're just going to basically, I'm giving you a crash course on screen tonight to help you to, to learn how to use it. Um, so we're going to go through a couple of the different commands, Shelley, uh, on how to utilize this tool. Basically what we're doing is uh, considering, you know, cases where you've got uh, applications that are going to be um, mission critical. So you've got something that's happening like a backup where you need to be able to let it run, but you're mm -hmm. pretty sure that you're going to either lose your connection or need to close off your connection while it's still running. So with screen, we're able to do that. So let's, let's play around here a little bit. Screen-ls, and it says no sockets found. Now you notice that I am currently logged into my system as Robbie. So it's important to note that if I were to go sudo screen, now I'm actually root. Okay, so if I do ls and then I go control a d, now I'm detached. But watch what happens when I go screen dash r. There is no screen to be resumed. Well, why is that? The reason is, is because the screen that is currently running on this system is in fact, I'm not sure if I can super user here. Yeah, I could probably go su sudo, or sorry, sudo su. There we go. So I'm root now. So as root, if I type screen-r, now you'll see it reconnects to that session because I was root by using sudo when I created that session. So if you have created a session to run a backup as root and then you disconnect and you are no longer root, then you're going to find that your screen session does not exist. So you need to again become root with sudo or with uh, sudo su and then you can reconnect there's the session. Okay, so it is user specific, so it's important to note that um, whatever user you ran it as is the user that it is going to be uh, associated with. So you have to return to that user in order to access the screen session. So now we're going to, now we have no screens uh, running. I'm going to show you that. Screen dash R is, uh, is gone. Sudo screen dash R, there is no screen to be resumed. So the next command is sudo, uh, not sudo, pardon me, screen dash ls. And you're familiar with the ls command. That's what we use when we're listing the file system. Bless you. So screen-ls, similarly, is going to list any of the running sessions that are available to us on screen. So screen, and then hit enter. Now there's a screen running, control a d, and I can go screen-ls, and you'll see that there's now a session. So if I had two sessions running, which is possible, now I have two of them, so I can, on this one, I can go ls, ls. You see that I've done it twice, and then disconnect with control, <coughs> a, control a, d. You okay? <coughs> yep. Okay. <coughs> nope. Let's take a break. We'll edit it out in post. <laughs> there we go. Okay, I'm good. There we go. All right. Where was I? Okay, now we got to start over, shall <laughs> So now I've got two sessions active. Watch what happens when I go screen-ls. 
There you go. So I can see that there are now two sessions. So now when I go screen dash R, well, it says, what do you want to do? There's two of them. So we go screen dash R, and you see that number before the PTS dash zero dot demo. Uh, that's the number that I want to use. So screen dash R space 14978. There's the terminal session where I had two LSs. Now if I disconnect again and I go screen dash LS, there is there are two, so I can go screen dash R and let's connect to the other one. One four nine zero one. And you'll see that that is not the one with LS. So I can exit that. Now when I type screen dash LS, there's only one. Screen dash R is going to take me into one four nine seven eight because I don't have to specify that because it's the only one that exists. And now I can exit again with control A D. So I press control A, let go then press the letter D on my keyboard. That's going to take me there. So now, when I run screen-ls, you'll see that I have one session. Here's the problem there. Shelly, if I had 15 sessions open, how am I going to know which one is which? It's a lot of cycling through numbers. It's a lot of trying to remember which one is which and mm -hmm. maybe jotting it down. It's a little bit of a pain. Not really ideal. So instead, what we can do is we can actually specify a name to associate with that session number. It's oh. actually surprisingly easy. And uh, in order to do that, now when I create a session, and this is probably the way you would want to do it, is screen dash S, and let's call this one backup. So now when I create that screen session, I can run my backup, 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 right? Control A, D while that runs. And when I want to reconnect, I can go screen dash LS, and I see that there is one called backup. So that name just associates it so for my reference, because when I reconnect, I can go screen dash R15826, enter, and I'm right back at backup, backup, backup. <laughs> so it's as simple as that. So it's a lot to take in, I think, uh, but, and I uh, crash course through it so that you would have a, a good reference to be able to refer mm -hmm. back to on how to use screen. Fantastic tool. It's going to save your fanny if you are um, if you're online and lose that connection when you're working on a server. I've had it happen. It's a horrible thing to have happen, and you sit there, you know, h top watching the process, wondering, <laughs> uh, is that backup almost done? Was it successful? Uh, and then you can't go back in to see what was on the screen. So this way you can. So screen. Again, it's a free tool for Linux and uh, great for system administrators, but also great for you uh, on your home Linux system. You can use that anywhere that you use Linux. We talk about the Raspberry Pi, mm -hmm. RetroPi, uh, Raspbian OS, and being able to SSH into that. It's another great example of, uh, here's an example for you, using screen. So first install it like I did tonight mm -hmm. uh, before you do a scrape. Because did you know that... Uh, RetroPi-Setup. You'll find that if you first hit F4, you hit LS, you'll see a folder called RetroPi-Setup. And you go into that and you run uh, sudo space dot slash RetroPi-Setup.sh. You'll see it there. With an LS, you'll see it. Run that, and there is now the feature with, with um, RetroPi 3 that you can actually run the scrape from the terminal with emulation station closed. What that means is that it's going to go onto the internet, so make sure your ethernet is connected or you've got Wi-Fi on the re RetroPie. It's going to go through the internet, and just like um, when you used to rip CDs and it would automatically get all the titles, this will get the cover art, 
the description, the number of players, the rating, all that information about every game that's on your RetroPie, within reason, as long as it recognizes them in the database, right? So with that scrape now running in the background, then you can control AD, let it run in the background, um, don't run emulation station while it's happening, but then you can just walk away and you don't have to worry about it. Then remote back in, <clears throat> reconnect to the screen session, and you're good to go. So... Happy birthday. Enjoy that. This is Category 5 Technology TV. I know, I just blew your mind. Happy birthday. <laughs> that's, that's all you got out of that. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, yeah. you'll find our website, www.category5.tv. Kelsey, can you believe I blabbed all the way to the news? You did. And hey, if you've got a question in the chat room, am I off? No, I'm just holding oh. her up. Oh, you're holding her up. I thought you were like doing Am like, I there again? walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> yeah, you're there. Okay. Yeah, you're there. You're alive. You're, you're just <laughs> below Picard. I ought to put Picard right next. Maybe we could fix this. Just a little set modification, folks. It's the ugliest Picard I've ever seen. <laughs> How's that? Look out, Kels. There you go. Now we're set. Is he that's trying to choke me now? No, he's, he's shooting you with his phaser. Oh, that's Shoot rude. me with his phaser. That's rude. You ready for it? Are we doing the, the, like the intro first before the commercial? Yeah? Okay. <laughs> I see where you're going with this. <laughs> yeah, we'll head over to the newsroom and then uh, we'll take a break um, when, when we're in there. Uh, and as I was about to say, um, if you're in the chat room, make sure you send to our attention. Shelly's there, I'm there, and uh, we will love to field your questions uh, right after the news. All right, Kelsey, take it away. It's Tuesday, May 31st, 2016, and here are the stories we are covering this week. Microsoft's upgrade to Windows 10 is getting really pushy. A huge number of people in Canada have cut their home phone in order to provide faster connections to online and cloud services across the world. Facebook and Microsoft have joined hands to lay an undersea cable system across the Atlantic Ocean. You won't believe how fast it is. And Peter Sunday says Europe must take action to stop the Facebook social network. These stories coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Jeff Weston, yeah, man. you're building a brand new beautiful website. What? Aren't you? No. Am I? Oh, you're a terrible actor. What? This is where acting comes into play. Oh, I didn't know we were acting. You're supposed to act. Okay, fair enough. All right. I'm building a really cool website. Are you building a really cool website? You need hosting. One of the things about a hosting account is you don't want to have limitations put on your website. It's true. How much hard drive space do you have? How many email accounts? How many domains can point to it? Well, we've got an amazing deal for you. For a very limited time, cat5.tv slash dreamhost. For just $5 and a bit of change per month, you are going to get unlimited website hosting, unlimited email accounts on that hosting uh, service. You are also going to receive a free domain name. Ooh. So your own .com. Nice. To put that amazing website that you've been working on it's on true. there. If you run, if you want to build a WordPress site, fine. Sign up. Cat5.tv slash dreamhost. Just don't put Panama Papers on it. Just don't do it. But hey, uh, it's a great deal, folks. 
Best deal you're going to find. $5 and change per month. Go to cat5.tv slash dreamhost. I'm Professor Jensen, and here are the top stories from the Category 5.tv newsroom. Microsoft really, really wants you to upgrade to Windows 10. Since last summer, the tech giant has pushed and prodded PC owners to upgrade their machines to, the late, to, the late, to its latest Windows version. While the upgrade is currently free for most consumers with Windows PCs, critics say that the company's heavy-handed nudging amounts to an offer you can't refuse. I would do that accent, but I really can't. Microsoft initially offered Windows 10 as an optional upgrade, that is, one that, is users, one that users had to choose themselves. Then, earlier this year, the company reclassified it as recommended. Some Windows 10 holdouts cried foul, since many PCs are set up to automatically install recommended updates, which are usually important security fixes. Suddenly, those machines would automatically install Windows 10 as well. At one point, some PC owners complained. Microsoft began sending on-screen messages prompting them to download and install Windows 10. The catch? Where most such such pop-up windows have, have buttons marked OK and Cancel. This message displayed two buttons that led that both led to an upgrade, which was Upgrade Now and Upgrade Tonight. To avoid the upgrade, die-hard registers had to, had to click a red X in the upper right corner that closed the window. Microsoft then revised the no- this notification, citing customer feedback. A new version tells PC owners they are scheduled for a recommended upgrade to Windows 10 at a specific time in the near future, and bears a prominent OK button. To reject or reschedule the change, users have to find and click a less conspicuous link in small type. But clicking the X no longer blocks the update. Microsoft says it isn't trying to be sneaky. In blog posts and official statements, the company says it shows users at least two notifications before it activates Windows 10. It also allows any PC owner to reverse the installation and go back to their old software if they do so within 31 days. Even so, Microsoft clearly wants to get as many PCs and other devices running Windows 10 as it possibly can. The company says it wants users to have the latest security features and other improvements. Microsoft also makes more money from Windows 10 features that increase usage of Bing, the company's ad-supported search engine. And it wants to convince programmers there's a big audience for software apps that are compatible with Windows 10 on PCs, tablets, smartphones, and other gadgets. Microsoft says its offer of a free upgrade for old machines is ending July 29th, and that means more notices and prompts are likely. Hmm. So, are you running Windows 10, Kelsey? Yeah, I am. And what do you <laughs> and what do you think of it? I like it. Like I've I've run Windows 7, 8, and 10. Okay. So not. Uh, I didn't like Windows 8. Yeah, I was going to say coming from 8 then, it's it's kind of a, a non-starter that Windows 10 is better than 8. Yeah. So, But it, I think it's a lot a lot to do with, and we're seeing a, lo- a lot in business where customers, it's costing people money when they cannot do the things that they set out to do in business because suddenly their computer is locked up saying installing Windows 10. So it's not even necessarily the upgraded OS so much as the upgrade of the OS. Right. Or here at the studio how it happened on our broadcast system and we're on LTE internet and it cost a huge amount of money. Yeah. Ridiculous. It took me three months to, to get caught up on that. Mm-hmm. And, and 
that's all because Windows decided to, hey, we're going to download all of this stuff without asking. Fun. Good job, mm-hmm. Windows. Real, real good job. Yay. I think. Fail. <laughs> <laughs> More than half a million Canadians hung up their home phones permanently in the past fiscal year, and the cord-cutting trend seems to be accelerating despite incentives excuse me, offered by telecoms to keep customers on the line. As many as 540,000 subscribers cancelled their home phone services from the top five telecommunications providers in Canada between the first quarters of 2015 and 2016, with about 160,000 people cutting their landlines in the past quarter alone, according to the company's quarterly reports. That's the equivalent of the entire province of Manitoba, plus a few thousand neighbours in Saskatchewan, giving up their landlines last year. The drop pushes the percentage of Canadian households that rely solely on mobile phones well above 25%, higher than Statistics Canada's most recent rate of 23.7% based on 2014 data. But telecoms aren't letting landlines go quietly, according to customers who have been offered deep discounts when they call to cancel. Landlines may be less lucrative than wireless, but the residential telephone market still pulled $5.2 billion in 2014. These telecom companies know, though, that at the end of the day, broadband is the only product they'll most likely survive with. You know what? I, I think a lot of times these bits of research assume that everyone is switching to mobile, cellular phone. Personally, I can't stand that. Why? Dropping your your home phone for, for a, cell, a phone? cell phone. I'm more. Couldn't couldn't you get away from expense rather than oh I know you, you know ev- every phone call having to be cost. And and you know I I hate to say it but I know people who have who have done that and I I always feel guilty to call them on a regular <laughs> basis right like you want to talk but yeah. oh this is costing me money i'm on my it's so, like it's yeah. like long distance calls of old when when we were younger um you know mm. long distance calls were the thing so i took a different approach you took a different approach as well um mm. with the net talk duos duo twos duo wi-fis this is not an ad for them but just thinking about how this is the exact opposite so i'm a cord cutter i've cut phone service from my house mm-hmm. But instead, I've got one of these using my internet connection, so I can call now anywhere in Canada, the U.S. for free. So I've done the exact opposite, where nothing costs money now, mm-hmm. just the internet connection itself. Yeah. If this was an ad, I would tell you to get one at cat5.tv/nettalk, but I wouldn't do that. <laughs> do it. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well, right? Yeah. But you know the two different sides of it, right? And I mm-hmm. can't stand that, you know. Plus, there's the whole, just the whole thing of cell phones being everywhere. Like, we're so mm-hmm. addicted to these things. Right. And you're so accessible. And the guy in line at the Starbucks where, you know, you've got to wait for him because he's, no, hold on, I'm on the phone. <laughs> I don't care. Like, unless you are the president of the United States, you're not that important. Yeah, or the so, prime minister of Canada. Something. No, he's not as important as the president we of the United have, States, is he? We don't got a president. <laughs> Prime Minister. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you talking about the states? I think you hear me. I think you hear me. Yeah. All right. Back to you, Kels. Okay. Facebook and Microsoft have teamed up to install the fastest transatlantic undersea cable, which will transfer data at at a record-breaking speed of 160 terabytes per second. I'm sorry? 
160 terabytes per second. With a capital B? Wow. Ah, that's like, wow. How fast is that? Or how slow really is fast. That? How fast? That's like that's millions of times faster than your fastest home internet service. Like light year I'm speed? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Better than light. <laughs> well, Holy cow. Because not only just now that's are you getting l- like three or four terabyte hard drives for, you know. A so imagine decent. being able to transfer it in a matter of a split second. Yeah. That's nutty. That's, but that's also scary. That's a big pipe to have all in one pipe. Yeah, a big backbone to no, have all in one spot. Like if that ever got cut, crazy. you know that a You're lot of infrastructure done. is going to go through there. Yeah. And that is an expensive piece of equipment right there. Yeah. So tell us more, Kels. Uh, yes. Uh, the two IT giants will construct the longest undersea cable that will connect Virginia Beach and the in the states and Bilbao. Is that is, am I saying that right? <laughs> Bilbao, I would think. Bilbao mm-hmm. in, Spain, in Spain, yeah. Spanning almost 6,600 kilometers. The move comes two years after Google's, now Alphabet, initiative to invest 300 million U.S. dollars to lay a trans-Pacific cable between U.S. and Japan. While most undersea cables are owned and maintained by telecom companies, the transatlantic cable will be owned by Facebook and Microsoft themselves. The the 6,600-kilometer cable system will also be the first connect the United States and Southern Europe, running from Northern Virginia to Bilbao, Spain. From Spain, the Dado network will link to hubs in Africa, Asia, the Middle East, and other parts of Europe. Microsoft bought into Facebook nine years ago, paying $240 million for a 1.6% stake in the leading social network. Whoa. That's a lot of money for a, that small of a stake. Wow. Can I, could I like just take a second just to really look at these numbers and see how fast this backbone is going to be? So this is the Microsoft, let's the, let me Google that for you. Microsoft Facebook, and they call it a uh, submarine. Not like the submarine that you Sandwich? ride in, but submarine as in oh. underwater, right? Subsea cable across the Atlantic. Crazy. It's going to be awfully reliable, too. But all to build up cloud infrastructure, eh? And That's to think that no no longer being... And I know that there are other cables out there, but this is fast. Uh, not being reliant on satellite or anything like that. Uh, build it. Come on, VentureBeat. <laughs> it's super fast, anyway. That's crazy, Kels. That's insane. You guys look it up. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You're on. All right. According to Peter Sunday, the co-founder of the Pirate Bay, Facebook has grown so dominant that it is one, that it is one of the world's largest nations, and co-founder and CEO Mark Zuckerberg is effectively the dictator of that country. Sunday made his remarks during an interview with CNBC at a conference in Amsterdam. He went on to warn, Mark Zuckerberg is a dictator. I did not elect him. He sets the rules. Although membership in Facebook is voluntary, the Pirate Bay founders said there is an impact on people's lives if they don't belong to the giant social network because so much of the interaction among family members and friends takes place on Facebook. 
The idea that Facebook is essentially a sovereign yeah. nation may sound crazy, but it is reinforced by the way political leaders treat the company and its leader. For example, he mentioned how German cancel- Chancellor Alan... Angela Merkel confronted the C- Facebook CEO about the site's handling of anti-immigration posts, essentially sending major leaders of Europe to ask him to stop interfering with their local culture. The Pirate Bay founder also criticized Facebook for forcing people to use their real names on the site, which he said was responsible for users being persecuted in some countries. The fact that Mr. Sunday spent five months in jail for building a website that makes it easy to find and obtain illegal copies of music and movies makes his claim somewhat ironic. However, the validity of his points should raise some red, red flags. What do you think? I Yeah, it is kind of funny coming from him, eh? Like this is the, one of the founders of Pirate Bay, which is like torrent illegal copies of stuff. And, you know, that's a, a gray area bordering on the black and uh, and he's calling out Facebook's Facebook Zuckerberg. But it, it does kind of sound, knowing that he is being treated like a bit of a, a dictator by governments is yeah. a little bit, I don't know what to make of that. Yeah. I guess it's a huge company, right? Yeah. It's and they represent so many people, so... Again, Microsoft spent $240 million on just getting a 1% stake in the company, like... Hmm. They're massive. Wow. All right. See where that goes. Big thanks this week to Jeff Weston and our community of viewers for submitting stories to us. If you found a news story you'd like to send, email it to newsroom at category5.tv. For all your tech news with a slight Linux bias, visit the category5.tv newsroom at newsroom.category5.tv. For the category5.tv newsroom, I'm Kelsey Jensen. Thanks, Kelsey. Not a problem. This is Category 5 Technology TV, and welcome to the show. It's episode number 454, and the date is Tuesday, May 31st, 2016. So if you're watching this in 2072, you know why we're talking about some really weird old stuff. (laughs) That is cool. (laughs) We are gone. Speaking of, yeah, so speaking of watching in 2072, what do you think of all those printers that have rocked the world? Those 3D printers. It's probably making cars by now. It's your past. It's our future. But 3D printing <laughs> will rock the world. Find out more. Cat5.tv slash rock the world. Two weeks ago, we spoke with John Hornick about mm. the, this book. Uh, 3D printing will rock the world. Check out his book, please. Uh, and again, it is cat5.tv slash rock the world to get your hands on this. It is fast becoming the encyclopedia on 3D printing and the future of it, how it's going to change things Uh, but it is entertaining it's fun it has pictures and they are interesting and (laughs) you you know from seeing john on the show he's a great guy he knows what he's talking about but he's also a lot of fun to speak with and to read Um, so his personality shines through in the book Um, we've got one to give away and we've collected your your ballots over the past couple weeks we gave viewers a chance to send in their ballots we got a ton of ballots and just before the show you know what i did you selected one. I selected one. So, congratulations to our viewer, Shine Shadow. Shine Shadow, congratulations. You were randomly drawn tonight. 
from the ballots uh, just before the show. If you missed the informational interview a couple Mm -hmm. weeks back, make sure you check out episode number 452 immediately after tonight's show. Mm -hmm. Neat. So, Shine Shadow, if you could send us your email or, no, your mailing address through our your email port to our email that would be great so we can send you your book live at category5.tv just send us that and we'll get that out to you congratulations and thanks to everybody for sending in your ballots don't forget to check out the book Mm -hmm. get yourself a copy and i'm sure you will enjoy it we will be right back after this now here's another great way you can support the shows you love from the Category5.tv network by shopping at GearBest. That's right, Jeff. Uh, Cat5.tv slash GearBest. It's an online store for the geek streak in you. Or the loved ones. Well, of course. I mean, especially your loved ones, right? Uh, because Cat5.tv slash GearBest, quite frankly, has all of the greatest tech gifts that you could ever hope for at rock-bottom prices. Do they have cell phones? You betcha. Cat5.tv slash GearBest has a wide assortment of unlocked Android cell phones and tablets. What about uh, consumer electronics? Those make a great gift. Absolutely. From high-tech watches to action cameras, headphones, even virtual reality headsets. Cat5.tv slash GearBest has you covered. They literally have it all, Jeff. Literally. Really? It's like a superstore right from the comfort of your own chair at your computer through the interweb. Yeah, I, there's no way they have it all. It's true. It's just a bunch of ele- uh, random electronics. Test me. Um, what about clothes? Yep. Both men and women, fashionable apparel at rock bottom, super duper prices. Kind of like this. Well, look at this coat. What do you think? It's a slimming mock leather jacket. I love it. It's available for less than $30 plus free shipping at cap5.tv slash gearbest. All right. You kind of got me there. Wow. Any other questions for me, Jeff? Uh, Now that the winter has passed, flying season. Do they have any good deals on, say, drone copters? Oh, my goodness. Well, check this out. Dude, they have everything. Check out over 500 various drones. And not only that, they're available marked down by about 30 to up to 63% off the regular price. Love it. What's the website again? Well, you're going to find GearBest on our partners' pages for any of your favorite Category 5 TV shows like New Every Day, Category 5 Technology TV, The Pixel Shadow. Uh, But of course, if you want to shop absolutely right now and you want to go straight to the site, all you have to do is visit cat5.tv slash GearBest. See, that's easy. Tech5.tv slash your best. That's right. Happy shopping. This is Category 5 Technology TV, and you'll find us online, www.category5.tv. And as well, Cat- Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Category 5, Cat5.tv slash TPN and the International Association of Internet Broadcasters, Cat5.tv slash IAIB. A wonderful way that you can support the show is to head on over to cat5.tv slash Patreon. We appreciate everybody who has contributed over the past week. We've got a couple new um, partners, uh, patrons, if you will, on our Patreon page as well. We've got, uh, we we really appreciate those of you who have taken the time and, and, uh, and decided to contribute through PayPal as well. We do have a tip jar, which is donation, uh, 
donate, pardon me, dot category five dot TV. I've got so many URLs going through my head. <laughs> it's amazing. It's crazy. Um, thank you to those who have gone to donate dot category five dot TV and supported the show. Um, did you know that we have on average about 12,163 viewers per day? That's based on what? last month's numbers. Crazy. Okay. Per day? Per day. Um, so if just a small percentage of those were to say, I can give 25 cents per episode. So once a week, I'll give 25 cents through Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would be set. We'd have all of our expenses Do paid it. before they even before the bill even comes, and uh, and we'd be good to go. And we'd be able to upgrade. We'd be able to, you know, we're talking about the drone zone. I want to mm-hmm. do the drone zone. It's going to be amazing. It's happening this summer. We're going to be reviewing a lot of great gear, uh, but it costs money to do. So every show costs a lot of money, mm-hmm. and this show here, Category Five Technology TV, costs us two hundred and fifty dollars per episode. So you know, if you if you ever think, could you just do it and not? It may not cost anything. Well, it does. We've got rent. We've got hydro. We've got mm-hmm. like uh, what insurance? Internet is the big one. Yeah, all that kind of stuff helps so. out. Cat Five TV slash Patreon. Last week, Jeff and I were talking about Battlestar Galactica. Have you seen it? No. Just a quick update. I can't believe you haven't seen it, Kels. <laughs> Honestly, you're you're a Doctor Who fan, right? Yeah. You actually got me interested in Doctor Who. Did I really? You did, and what? so now we're like totally caught up. We yeah. watched right from not not the old series, yeah, but, yeah. but the uh, 1990. Did it start in 1999 or 91 or something? Well, there was. I well, can't even keep track. It started with the 11th Doctor, I think, or something like that. No, no. It Where started in 2005 with 2005? the 9th Doctor. Yes. And he right was now. on for one season. One and I season. get so confused. I mean, I could tell that you. That was Christopher Eccleston. Okay. Who yes, that's right. Awesome. So you know all about that. Yes. And then <laughs> She's in her right now we're on now. the 12th Doctor. The 12th. With Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. Yeah, I know him. He's great. I like yeah, him. I did not expect him to be as awesome as he is. Yeah. Only because I know him from so much comedy and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it, so it was pretty surprising. Yeah. Battlestar has been a lot of fun. We're about five or six episodes in, in including the. Uh, the um, the miniseries, two two movies at the start of it. It's good. Okay. It's really good. Basically, here's the story. Bunch of robots chasing after humans, no water, and we gotta survive. It's a in space. great apocalyptic story. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> right, that's that's it's it. It's like Resident Evil. Is that what it's like to you? <laughs> I guess, eh? Yeah. We should get a poster. Resident Battlestar Evil. Battlestar or, or Resident Evil, which one? Oh, Probably Battlestar, oh, just because like Resident Evil would make me feel really creeped out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're zombies. <laughs> yeah. we, don't need, we don't need that around here. Yeah, this we, is a family we keep show. Smiles on our face. This We're all a, about the smiles. This is a family show, not Resident a Evil show. Yeah, they sit around. And Gather just... around, children. <laughs> Let us show you the children's headphones. <laughs> yeah, it's how it works. Yeah. Favorite mm-hmm. product for every uh, age. Yeah, that's right. Uh, next week we will be reviewing mice for uh, eighty-year-olds. <laughs> so, that's it. I can't believe our show's done. Crazy. That's it. This is ridiculous. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Thanks for being here, Kelsey on the shelf, and Shelley. Nice to see and you. Sure. Are we all done our run? Mm-hmm. You're back. Uh, hopefully here soon. And uh, yeah. I guess this After week. I go for a little uh, hike. This week. Then... Oh yeah, you're going on a hike. I'm going on a hike. Oh, I wish we had more time. I, I want to hear all about. It, but you're going to the states. Where are you headed? Uh, Honolulu. Honolulu. Yeah. We've got viewers there. Um, so yeah. when you see uh, Shelly way up on the mountain. That'd be me. Wave. 
Wave. Right. All right. On the island of Kauai. Have a fun time. <laughs> Thank you. Enjoy. And uh, I will see you again next week. And uh, this week on New Every Day, it's just mm. going to be Jen. What she a gal. dropped you off. She <laughs> dropped you off and she's driving home. Yeah. And uh, it's all her. And then uh, a couple weeks from now, we're going to see. Uh, oh, and there goes Kelsey. Her camera just died. Aww. It's time. It's time. <laughs> That's it. So, good night, everybody. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> Have a fantastic week. We'll see you next Tuesday. Good night. Bye.